Looking for a home, looking for a place. Hello, and welcome to our FPC Conversations podcast, where we explore the many ways God is working in the everyday lives of people in the FPC community. I'm Josh Gillespie, the Minister of City Engagement and Modern Worship at First Press. We hope that you're finding encouragement in this podcast and that you're learning more about some of the amazing people and their stories from the First Press family. Back in the early 1990s, FPC Fresno began sending teams of people to serve in the country of Albania. More than 30 years later, FPC Fresno continues to have a very special relationship with Albania and its people, sending teams of both short and long-term missionaries to share God's love and build community in a country that over the years has seen much political unrest, war, and devastation. In today's episode, Dan Kimball leads a conversation with Linda Osborne, a longtime FPC member who was called to the country of Albania at first short term and eventually was led to move there full time. Linda was recently in Fresno for a short break where Dan and Linda had a chance to talk about her own journey and her love for the people of Albania. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Welcome to the FPC Conversations podcast. Once again, I am Dan Kimball, and I have the opportunity and the privilege to lead some of our podcasts uh, from week to week, and and it's been really um, a blessing to hear some of the many stories of how God's working in the everyday lives of people in our FPC community. And on today's podcast, uh, it's very special because we're going to be talking with someone who's part of our FPC community, but we don't necessarily get to see this person on a weekly basis because this person, who we all know as Linda Osborne, um, lives very, very far away most of the year. So, Linda, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I do live far away. Yeah. So maybe uh, to start off, why don't you give us a greeting in your home country uh, language? Oh, Mirdita. Which is? Which is good e- Good afternoon or good day. How are you? Good to, good to see you. Hello. That kind of thing. In Albania. In Albania. Great. Yeah. So many people know that, that Linda has a big connection to Albania, and we're going to talk about that. But really to start off with, then I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and your journey and who, you. Linda, who Linda is. And you have a long history with First Press. And so maybe just tell us a little bit about your faith journey and, and just about you. Yeah. Well, I grew up at First Press. I'm from Fresno. I was born here. And uh, grew up in Fresh First Press as a, I re- think I remember not probably going like first or second grade, but when we started going to First Press downtown, the old sanctuary, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a wonderful experience. And so I grew up there as a young person, and about 13, 13 or fourteen, I think I was in a commencement class, and we, I joined the church. But I also came to Christ right before that. I remember being at I remember being at Calvin Crest when we bought Calvin Crest, mm. and it was uh, the first group that went. I mean, so I, you can guess my age from that. Uh, um, and uh, I was just surrounded by this community of faith, and I grew up uh, in a Christian home and knowing Christ and. My friends were mostly all for First Press. I went to Roosevelt High School, and a big group of my friends, all from First Press, were there. And it was uh, a wonderful time of my mm. life. And 
I was in the choir, the youth choir that did traveling, and uh, so yeah. So I joined the church when I was about thirteen or fourteen, I think. Mm. And, yeah. Would you say there was a particular person or a moment, or or was there something because you grew up in this Christian home, yet you still made that decision to, I to did. accept Christ? Would I did. you say there was something about that? I think I think uh, yes, a conversation with my mom and dad mm. that at that made it very personal and made it secure for my thinking and that it was for me and what did I want to do with Christ in my life. So I think that that conversation and that evening, I remember that conversation, Mm. um, helped a lot. And of course I was having a, a lot of fun. It was a big youth group and we did a lot of things together, but I think for personal faith, my mom and dad certainly had a big influence on my life. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's several phases of Linda that I think we can talk about. So let's there are. Let's focus on the early days a little bit. Well so, the early days is what I've just said. Okay. Okay. And so I grew up at First Press and then I graduated from Roosevelt High School and um, went to Fresno State. And uh, when I was at Fresno State I discovered people that did a lot of different things that I didn't know about mm. and that I didn't do. And they were really having fun. And so I took a step away from this my faith journey. Mm. I took a step into the world of the world and parties and drinking. And, you know, drugs weren't so big there. I mean, they maybe they were, but I didn't know about them. But alcohol and, and uh, relationships, sexual relationships were very, very big. Mm. And so I was a part of that for a while until my grades slipped drastically (laughs) and my parents who were paying the bill had a talk with me about my grades and how my life was going and I decided I didn't want to live that way and the interesting thing to me is I really thought that it was going to be more fun to live that way and it was really not fun Mm. it was really painful there was there's consequences to living that way and not just bad grades, but bad lifestyle, bad health habits, bad made bad thinking, bad all kind all kinds of consequences to that kind of a lifestyle. And I'm glad, I guess I'm glad I found out when I was young that that can happen, but uh, it happened. Mm. And so I certainly straightened up and uh, quit with that crowd and joined a different crowd and uh, got my grades pulled up and graduated. And went to work in downtown Fresno for. I was worked for an. I worked for an attorney for quite a while until he retired, and then I worked for the redevelopment agency when they did the mall. Hmm. So I the, mean, what is now Manchester the, Mall or no the, the mall, fashion fair the fat no oh. the. Oh, the, the Fulton, Fulton Mall. Mall. Oh, okay, well, the many phases of the Fulton yeah. Mall. Okay, the Fulton Mall. Okay, and uh, yes, yeah, so I worked there for a while. And well, we did the mall and. Uh, Anyway, while I worked there, it was I was in the security bank building, and I had an apartment and lived with a roommate. And my roommate kept coming home, not not every day, but often, telling me about this guy at work that I I just should meet. I just she just knew I should meet him, and I was sort of cold about it all and uh, rejected her thinking <laughs> until she drove me crazy and said I finally said okay I'll meet the guy. Well, the guy was Bob, mm. and the guy was perfect. Mm. So married, 
in Fresno at First married. Press? No. No, no. No, I didn't want to get married at First Press because mm. I didn't want to have to invite a lot of people that I knew. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted a small wedding, and I we went to Carmel, mm. and it was our families and close friends. Uh, maybe 60 people, yeah. maybe 50, 60 people. And, uh, yeah, it was, for us, it was perfect. It was Bob's second marriage, mm-hmm. my first. And, um, yeah, it, it was a it, it was a great marriage. Okay. Yeah. And how many years? We were married 48 years. Okay. And he passed away 10 years ago okay. and in Albania. But mm-hmm. that's a, another coming up yeah. story. That's yeah, a coming up story. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah. And we have some, and you guys had some kids. Yeah, well, I found out I couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. And uh, his son was seven and asked if he could come live with us, Kelly. So I got to mother Kelly, and uh, I'm also now the house mother at this Bible school in Albania, and they call me Mommy Linda, mm. and I have a flock of children. Mm. So there's one more kind of phase before we kind of talk about Albania, yeah. which um, which really is pretty significant, which is, you know, you and Bob, of course, you worked, you um, served in the church for many right. years. When I first met Bob, I think I was leading high school kids right. down into Mexico. Yes. And, he would help, but there's also this phase when you guys both retired, and you served in the thrift thrift we, store we, capacity. Yeah, maybe because that's pretty significant. It was, I would think it was. It was actually. So uh, our our church ran a thrift our, store. Our, our church in 1960, early 60s, mid mid 60s, started a thrift shop. That far and back. the idea yeah. was that all the money that was made would go to missions. So it was a mission focused thrift shop. And um, in 19, oh my gosh, what was it? Well, Bob was an elder, and he was the missions elder, and we were having a missions meeting, and the the managers came. They had managed since 1960-whatever and said they needed to retire and could not find anyone else to take their place, and they needed to close the store. And Bob turned to me during that meeting and said, Linda, you and I need to do that. Hmm. Right there. Right there in front of all these people. <laughs> and I'm going, gulp. I don't, I'm, we'd never worked together. And, uh, you know, we did. But anyway, so we became the managers of the thrift shop. And we did that for 15 years. Before. Hmm. Yeah, it was significant. If Bob had just retired from Pacific Gas and Electric, and he had had an office job. And here he was out with people which he dearly, dearly loved. Mm. He dearly loved it. It was perfect. Mm. It was perfect for him, and it was semi-perfect for me because I managed the store, and I had a thing about keeping it clean and Mm. keeping it nice and keeping it right for people who wanted to come shop. And we also had a lot of volunteers that from the church, so there was a lot of connections oh, going on. Lots of, lots of volunteers, lots of ministry happening. Yeah, it was really good, really. People coming to faith through that yeah, ministry, it was, checks being written to missionaries. Yeah, it was really, really mm-hmm. wonderful. That 15 years, and I, as, as hesitant as I was, I, I'm glad we did it. Mm. I'm really glad we did mm. it. It was good for us, and it was good for missionaries. It was good for our church to keep it open. And when we retired, we could also couldn't find anybody to replace us, and so we sold it. Mm. Or no, we gave it to uh, 
oh gosh, I lost the name. Sorry, downtown World Impact. Oh, World Impact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now fast forward, then Albania comes around. So there's a relationship between First Press and Albania. So I want to make sure we set the stage and then where you guys come into that. So maybe sure. can you give us just some real brief history of how did the relationship between First Press Fresno and Albania happen? Okay. And what, what was, sure. where, where did you guys connect? Sure. Uh, in 1991, communism fell in Albania. And that led to an open country, and many mission agencies really hurried to get into the country. One of the agencies was Open Air Campaigners, which is from England. And we had a friend who had attended First Press. Her name is Cara Lee. It was Cara Lee Alberian at the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And she had married an English missionary with this agency. And she had called our church because she had come to Fresno State and attended our church and said, can you send a team to help us for summer, like a VBS children's program? And Bob was on that team. And so, was, and so was Mark Stosher, who hmm. did not attend our church, yeah. but he was at Fuller and was invited to come. And uh, yeah, the team, the team had a marvelous time. Carol Lee was also on the on the college trip that yes. they called the Search, part of the Seeker program that I was actually on when I was eighteen. Yeah, I didn't know her well, but yeah, but I re- I remembered her. She had a she had a heart for missions, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely did. And so yeah, when she had married Ian, they went to uh, Albania. They went to Korcha, southern Albania, and uh, that's where the first team was. Were you on that first team? No, I wasn't. Okay. I, but I. I prayed Bob and the team off. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's a country nobody really knew. Most people, a lot of people said, why are you going to Albany? <laughs> well, it's not Albany. It's, it's Albania. I mean, a lot of people don't know Albania. So Why did Bob go and not you? You said Bob went on that first I team. did. Why didn't you go? Good question. You <laughs> asked <laughs> <Yes>, good question. <laughs> I didn't feel called. Hmm. I didn't want to go on a trip that the church would pay for, that I didn't feel God wanted me there. Hmm. I, he, I didn't feel, I didn't think he didn't want me there. But I, he didn't, I didn't feel called. And I also didn't feel called in 1993, the following year, when they went back. Hmm. And I remember Bob coming home from 92 saying, Linda, I've got to go back. There's so many people who don't know Jesus. Mm. And he did. He went in 93. I mean, I prayed for him and the team, of course, and got him ready and did all kinds of other things to get the team there. But I did not feel called. It just was, uh, it just didn't feel that, I just didn't feel God wanted me there. Mm. What year was your first trip then? The next year, the 94. Next year, 94. Yeah. And I really felt called. So you felt that moment? Or I, was there a process to that There's call? a process, yeah. There was a process and uh, certainly a lot of prayer because I still didn't want to go on a trip that the church was going to pay for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would help pay for it too, but, you know, it just it was not going to be the right one. Mm. But this was, this was the right trip. And uh, in 1994, it was a large team. 
And uh, we joined forces with a couple of other teams, one from Alaska and one from uh, Northern Northern California, I think, mm. and um, and Albanians who had become Christians or were interested in Christ. And so we were a large, large group of people, met for like a week and divided into three teams and went to three different towns for 10, ten days, Korcha, Erseka, and Malich. And Bob and I were on the Malich team, and we lived with the family. The family that we lived with was a widowed woman with her older daughter and her son who had just graduated from high school and was involved in church. He was the only believer in the family at the time and we lived there with them and that was a phenomenal experience. I'm going to cry. It's okay. There's a there's a habit or a a cultural thing that Albanians often did especially in those days and every evening in the summer people would go out and uh and it's called shititia and it means that they're walking together no one really walks by themselves they're you're with others and you stroll it's it's a stroll to nowhere but just to walk around see people visit people, maybe have a coffee, but mainly visit and talk to people. And it's called Shititia. And uh, also in Albania, culturally, women walk with their arms through each other, so they're walking together. And and we went for a walk one, one night, and the mother and the older daughter and I were together. I'm not even sure where Bob was, actually. I mean, he might have been, he might, I don't know where he was. But we were walking, and I can tell you exactly, if you would come with me to Malich, I would tell you exactly. <laughs> where this happened. I uh, heard God say to me in my heart, This is why I created you. Mm. Mm. And I knew it. Mm. Sorry. No, no, no sorry. When, you know, I can't tell, I tell this with the students, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. I tell this when I tell my testimony to the students and I cry every time. <laughs> it's so emotional for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. to know that the, I knew that the Lord had said that to me. If you think about your calling now, did you have you ever thought about what what did you dream of doing in your life before mm. God called you? Like what changed there? Wow, I don't know. I, when I was a kid, I dreamed of being a teacher and then a mom and a you know a wife and a mom and having a house and. But you and I mean, Bob. I'm talking about the 50s and 60s. Yeah, but, and so we, but you and Bob, and you entered to retirement. I'm sure you didn't say, let's move to Albania. I mean, that. No, we never said that. <laughs> we never said that. We never thought that. Mm. But the Lord led us mm. in steps. It really was steps and process. But that, that evening was so powerful to me, mm. obviously. Mm. It changed my life 
So you guys went from a series of... Oh, go ahead. I was 50 years old at the time. Oh. So I wasn't a young kid mm. trying to make a life decision. I was I was pretty much had had, had life, you mm. know. I was 50. And I just think... I just think that's... The Lord still can use people. Mm. The Lord still is speaking to people who are older and younger. I mean, he's, he's still speaking. Mm. We d- I just happened to hear him very clearly. That's beautiful. So you guys went on a series of short-term right. trips. So right. can you walk us through from your first trip to yeah. then eventually you and sure. Bob? That was 94 and 95, 96. We did short, we were with teams. We might have led a team one of those years. I can't remember that. But we were on teams. 97, there was an anarchy in Albania, and we were advised not to come because Mm. of the danger of everybody having guns. And Anyway, we were advised not to come. So we didn't. Um, This is another story. Mm. So we were advised not to come. And... uh, and I understood that. That makes sense. There's sort of a war going on. You don't want to walk into the middle of a war. And uh, I was fine. And I was working at the thrift shop, doing the thrift shop. And I came to about June, and I just didn't understand God's call. Why would he say that to me? And then I can't go. Mm. Why? What does that mean that he wants me to be there, or this is why he created me, and I'm not there? I can't go. So I got very confused, a little angry probably, and uh, decided to uh, talk to a friend about it, who said, "Linda, there are Albanians everywhere. There's probably." Albanians in a refugee camp in Italy or Greece. Mm. You could probably go and serve there. And I'm going, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. You know, I mean, new thoughts, new vision. So I went home and told Bob what this friend had said. And we began thinking about looking at different places that we could go. And about a week later, this attorney called us, me. I mean, they called our house, so I answered the phone. And um, he said, I understand that you and your husband go to Albania. I need your help. There's a couple from Albania who are asking for asylum, and I don't know anything about Albania or Albanian. They don't speak English. Do you speak Albanian? And we spoke very little but you know enough a little bit enough mm-hmm. not not legal stuff but you know anyway Con- enough to have a conversation of some kind yeah I could, we could enough to have a conversation yeah. yeah and i said we i told them this about you know our language skills so we could probably have a conversation so we agreed to meet them the attorney and them and uh the short story on that is that was Ismail and Marika Barka. Mm. They ended up living with us. And then uh, we went back to Albania and they stayed at our house. Yeah. Wow. So there's this. So God the, just. Yeah, just the way that is all I mean, living together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jumping, going to jump ahead That's again okay. and yeah. say Ruth Stosher 
talked often as she dealt with her upcoming death about looking at God's orchestration in our life. Mm -hmm. And I love the word orchestration because Isabel and Marika were, I mean, that was all God. Mm. I mean, we didn't do anything. Mm. But anyway, so we got to do ministry with an Albanian couple in Fresno. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's incredible. Incredible. So then move us into when you and Bob were called full-time to Albania. Okay, so uh, in 2002, an Albanian young man from Arseca went to a torchbearer's Bible school in England called Cape Henry. And he went there, and he came back to Arseca and said, we should do this. We should have a Bible school. And at that time, the torchbearer's school in Schlossklaus was helping us start a camp for children. So 2000 was our first camp. And they were so we were holding camps, and so we began to pray and think about doing a Bible school. And Bob and I were part of the prayer team that did that, along with Mark and Ruth Stosher and others, other Albanians, and and Donnie, who had just this young man. Um, and in 2002, it became a reality, and in 2004, we had our first class. Because we had a facility, mm-hmm. so so that's when you and Bob went, and that's when we full-time. went short term. <clears throat> well, term. we went short term. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know what you call short term anymore, but we went like Bible school is six months long, and we would go a month before and a month after, so eight months of a year we were there, that's pretty, and yeah. we'd lease our house out, or get, you know rent our house out, or mm. we had a house here, mm-hmm. and then we'd come home and do what needs to be done to, yeah. at the house to go again. So in, you went from August. a couple of weeks to yeah. a couple of months yeah. to eight months. Yeah. To, okay. And then, uh, so we did that for years and um, Bob developed uh, lung cancer mm. and uh, we did a part of a year here so he could have chemo mm-hmm. and he drove Dr. Flam crazy about <laughs> coming back to, Albania, and finally Dr. Flam said, fine, and he released him to go back, and he was on a chemo pill for Mm -hmm. years, and then it came back again, seven years later. Yeah. So So let's talk about Bob a little bit, and just your partnership with him, and what that was like, and um, what's life been since without Bob? Wow. (laughs) Life was, you know... I'm going to just tell you that 10 years ago, Bob passed away. We were in Albania. It was during Bible school. And uh, he had gotten uh, bronchitis that went into pneumonia. And and his lungs, of course, were damaged anyway. And um, he passed away in our apartment. Mm. And um, we had a memorial service for him there that was filled with people from all walks of life because that's who Bob was. Mm. Bob loved people and he you know he would pick up a guy walking with a sack on his back just to help him get mm. home or you know the mayor and his staff were there they closed the post office because the post office people wanted to come. Mm. I mean the place was filled with 
representatives of really who Bob was and how he loved people. He was uh, he was gentle and kind and and we had a we had a very healthy good relationship. You know, we didn't agree on everything, and uh, that's what a marriage is what? about. <laughs> yeah, what? Come on. Come on, Linda. Um, you know, we, yeah. I mean, he had been married before, and uh, that played into our early days of, you know, mm. what's this going to look like, and yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, you know, because of Christ... Because of our walk and our walk with Christ and our together walk with Christ, we were with a, when we first got married, there was a young group, actually two couples, starting a Bible study for young couples. And they asked us to be part of it. It happened to be my brother and sister-in-law and another couple. And, uh, we did. We joined that Bible study. It became. It was called CBS Couples Bible Study, and it grew immensely. And it grew to outside of First Press too, which was wonderful. So we had we we'd had maybe sixty or seventy couples at the end of that time. And so because we because we walked with the Lord together, I think that helped a a lot of any kind of issue that. We would have. We still had issues. I mean, we dealt with them, you know. um, But going to Albania was was powerful, really powerful. He uh, he felt called before I did. Before I had that experience, and so he was, of course, thrilled to know that the Lord had let me know. (laughs) Let me know that he wanted me there too. He could let you in on the game. Yeah, let me in on the plan. (laughs) On the thing. So, so yeah, yeah. So we, it was, it was not hard. It was so easy to leave Fresno and go to Arseca. Sure. It, I mean, I can't even explain. I know a lot of people that come to and visit are amazed at the, the time it gets to, to to get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you fly to Tirana, it's still four hours, mm-hmm. and it's wow, it's a trip, you know. But it's not for me, and it's it's really home. So Bob passes away. Some people have thought, well, it's time for Lynn to come home. I mean, Bob's, but you chose to stay. Was there any? Was that was that a easy decision? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I uh, my our director is Mark Stosher and his wife Ruthie, and I asked to talk to them one day. This is I probably a month or two after Bob passed away. And um, I said, you know, there's going to come a time when I'm going to have health issues or something's going to happen, and I don't want you guys to have to deal with it. I don't want to take you away from ministry. So I think maybe next year will be my last year at Bible school. And their eyes got very wide, and they both said, have you prayed about this? And I said, not really. No, (laughs) No, it's just an idea, you know. And they said, no way, no way, pray about it. So I did, I did, I prayed about it. And they came back and said, let's talk. And they, they said, we'll take care of you. You're, you're, you are part of our ministry. Hmm. You, you 
are part of our team and you're part of our ministry. And, you know, I am. I am. I'm, I mean, it's years now, 10 years yeah. later. Um, yeah, it's, In, yeah. It's where I am. So can you tell us more about the Bible school? Yeah. So the Bible school runs from as end of, uh, well, end of August, end of September to the end of March. And it's six months of Bible school. Um, we usually have about 20, 25 students. We can handle up to 30 for living circumstances, you know, dorms and stuff. Um, it's always uh, Americans, Canadians, Europeans, and always Albanians. We mm. always want Albanians to be there. It's very mixed cultural. The classes are all taught in English or Albanian. Everything's translated. Um, we want everyone to understand exactly what's happening. And all of our announcements, everything mm. we talk about is translated. We don't want to leave anyone out. Um, so we have teachers come. They come for a week and uh, teach a class. And some come for two weeks, and yeah, and so it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. And people come from all over the world, to, all over the also world, to teach into the Bible yeah, school, to right? Teach, yeah. Yes, absolutely. They come for one, two, absolutely. three weeks at a time, absolutely, including yeah. Pastor Jeremy coming this summer, from yeah. what I understand. Uh, no, no, next spring. Next spring. Next okay. spring, March. Uh, okay. But that's another story yeah. because he's. We're starting this year a second year program. Oh, okay. This is all brand new. We're we're just working on it, but it's going to run simultaneously with the first year, and they'll have their own classes. It's a more academic program. More, we want them to go. They want to go deeper. We want them to go deeper mm. in faith and in the Word and find in finding their own walk with the Lord, and uh, what the future could be for them in the Lord. Mm. So this, it's exciting because the first semester of the second year program, a, a man is coming to teach Paul's second journey, which is through Greece, but we're going to go through Greece, mm. and he's going to teach in Athens and Corinth and, and you know, Thessaloniki mm. and all of So he's going to teach us as we travel. I say we. I'm. They want me to come, so, you know, I'll <laughs> see. We'll, yeah. we'll see. I can do it. Uh, second semester... We're doing the same kind of teaching in Israel, mm. and we have a teacher that's going to teach as wow. we travel some of Jesus' steps. We can't do it all, but yeah. yes, we can do some. So the rhythm of the work is during the year, we have this Bible school, then during the summer, there's a series of, of camps, of camps, Bible school, or vac- kind of vacation Bible school type of No, it's camp. like like Calvin Chris. Okay, so true so camps. So it's ca- true okay, camps, summer yeah. Camp, kinda. Yeah. In fact, we used to do a VBS kind of thing in Arseca, but they, we just bring them to camp now and do a camp for t- town Great. kids. Yeah. Great. So the, the camps are very interesting, too. We have our own camps. We do the, our own programs, our own... Uh, you know, in our facilities and activities. And we have camps for different ages, just like normal Christian camps, different age groups. We also have a soccer camp. Mm. We have a camp for the blind. Mm. And we have a camp for Down syndrome. I don't want to forget any camp that we have. But it we've expanded, and uh, we are talking about doing a camp for the disabled. Wow. So I, I don't know that our facility is set up we might have to make some adjustments, but yeah. Yeah, so it's really grown. Yeah. What would you say that God has been showing or revealing to you recently, Linda? 
the necessity to not worry about tomorrow. Mm. To put the future, give the future. It's, the future is his, not mine. And I don't, I don't need to worry about. I'm really at peace about whatever he leads and guides and does with me. I don't, I don't struggle anymore about mm. that. Mm. We recently, of course, had a had loss, another loss. We yes. lost Bob ten years ago, yes. and and Mark Stosher, who is a name that's familiar. If you're not familiar, those listening to this podcast, Mark is also a long-term missionary that has a connection kind of to Fresno, but he moved, does. He does. moved to uh, moved to Albania as well. Right. Uh, and his wife, Ruthie. Um, tell us a little bit about her. and, and that. And Let me tell you about you Mark can. and Ruthie yeah. because we're very close. We're more like family, actually. Uh, you know, the family you choose mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mark and Ruthie married and moved right to Arseca right after getting married. And so they were there first, actually, the first missionaries ever in Arseca. Ian and Carolee came later, mm-hmm. but uh, not a lot later, but, but later. And uh, that was the team that was there then. Ian and Carolee then left and went back, to, went to Korcha. And uh, so it was Mark and Ruthie. And then Eric and Kathy Gundy came there from Chicago area. And uh, they're wonderful, wonderful friends. And there's uh, Liz. She's a nurse from North Carolina. I think it, I think it's South Carolina actually. <laughs> I get yeah, the Carolinas mixed up, but she's a wonderful young, wonderful woman. We have Sonia from Pennsylvania, so we have a we have a Western team, and we've included, of course, Albanians into that team. Sure. So if we need, we want to work with Albanians. Yeah. So Mark and Ruthie. Um, have been there since 93. Mm. Yeah. Um, in, I can't remember the dates, actually. Ruthie had was diagnosed with breast cancer. Actually, it was the year your team, right before 2015 your team came. 2015 is when we came. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when she was diagnosed and uh, went through chemo, radiation, and had about seven years of uh, remission. And it came back with, it came back pretty harsh. And a vengeance, yeah. And it, yeah, it, yeah. And it was, it went metastasized, and it went, uh, yeah, to her body, and her brain. She also developed Bell's palsy that didn't go mm. away; it stayed. So she lost vision and hearing in one ear, mm. and uh, she was a brave. Yeah. She was so courageous. Mm. Yeah. And she she continued, continued to talk about Jesus and continued to worship the Lord and not let, not let a disease stop the, your faith from growing Mm. and glowing and sharing. She was a marvelous woman. All the way to the end, just very, always hope. How would you say that the Urseki community has filled in with that loss? I think we're still filling in. Mm. Uh, a lot mm. of the team, my team, mm. right now are in Kenya. Our school is trying to help start a Torchbearers Bible School 
It's out of Kenya, out of uh, Nairobi, hmm. about a hundred and some miles out of Nairobi. Yeah. Um, and most of the, my team is there right now. It's good for them. Hmm. It's it's good for them to be serving and doing and exercising faith, and and they are. It the pictures and the messages we get are wonderful. Hmm. Uh, I I think grief is something that we live with at times and you know it doesn't i'm not in tears all the time and i miss my friend ruthie so much sure but uh i'm so grateful for that we were friends mm. so grateful for what she taught me and who she was and mm. yeah so mark is in Urseca, living in Urseca, in the house of hope and uh, Mark and Ruthie have four children that are out of the house. They're older, but they have uh, taken in foster kids, and uh, there's about seven of them left mm. in the house. Mm. Ruthie's parents, Fred and Margie Stock, longtime missionaries out of Pakistan, both in their 90s lived in the house. Mm. So Mark has he has a house full of people. Yeah. There's lots of wonderful help too. It's not just Mark. Sure. So yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Mark calls me his mother because mm. his mother died, and you know he's like my son. Mm. We talk like that. When when Ruthie died, he, about a week later, ten days later, he came and said to me, "I need to talk to you." And he said, "You know, when Bob died, I felt so bad. I missed my mm. friend, my." dear brother in Christ, but he said, I had no idea mm. what it's like to lose a spouse, mm. and I need to talk to you. So he comes and talks to me periodically, mm. you know, and uh, yeah, and we have great conversations, and it it's actually has helped me a lot in just dealing with grief mm. and processing, yeah. How have you seen Urseca change or Albania change over the years? From the early days to now, what yeah. are some of the kind of highlights? You know, and... really, I only can really talk about Erseca. I mean, I've mm, seen okay, Albania sure. change okay. in terms of cars and yeah. dress and music and all the worst of the West, mm -hmm. generally Albania. But Erseca, Erseca is a special little town, mm. a special little place in southern Albania, very near the Greek border. Um a lot of Greek influence from mm. people that work and bring money back for their family. Um, we have a mayor who is delightful and wants to do much infrastructure. So he's we have it's called the Pedinale. Oh, it's a walking area. He's taken roads out that we used to drive on that now we can only walk on. But it's, he's encouraging that. He's encouraging mm. community. Mm. It's it's really wonderful. I, you know, there's lots of change. I mean, we have we have dumpsters now. We don't burn our garbage. You know, what I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, yeah. That's fairly recent because uh, Suzanne and I were able to join a team in 2015, and I think then it was there was a lot of garbage, burning. Gar garbage yeah. burning and Bur yeah. a lot of trash yeah. on the ground and yeah. things like that. Yeah. When you think about the Albanian culture, you've already shared a couple of really sweet stories about the culture. What piece of Albanian culture? do you wish was more prevalent in Fresno? Even though you don't live here, but what, what what would you hope that, something about the culture of Albania that you... The hospitality. Yeah. The welcoming of people. You know, 
I remember Bob and I going to visit. We would visit homes, and we they. I mean, they invite you in. They don't care what they're doing, mm. but suddenly they'll run out to get a coke so they can give us coke, mm. or they'll go get something. I mean, you know, mm. I mean, it's it's so hospitable, so hospitable. Mm. Yeah. The shatiti is something. Shatitia. Shatitia. Yeah. Good job. Is unlike anything it is. I've personally ever seen. It is. And we, you know, I. Had an opportunity. You've been around, yeah. Well, not as much as others, but Susanna and I have traveled, and and it is something to see. I mean, it just is. that it almost like the it's stops. The, t- the it's town, like the town comes yeah. out, and yeah, it, and it's and and a few of us uh, tried it when we got home. Yeah. You know, in Fresno, it's just it's just funny that yeah, like what are people walking around for like yeah. that? It just looks right. funny, but and it, a lot of times they'll mm. say people will say, "Where are they going? What are they? Why are they? Where are they going? Well, they're going nowhere." Mm. Yeah, but they're enjoying the time with people. Yeah, it's really a great reminder. Yeah. How would I mean, you... I would appreciate that too in Fresno. Let's sure. just say okay. that. Okay. You know, but hospitality and being open to people yeah. is great. They they love they love westerners. They're very mm. ca- very grateful for all that they have. They love our Bible school students. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we we infuse the town with some energy, you know. Mm. Yeah. How would you say the FPC community has been a support to you. Yeah. Well, it's my church. It is your church, yeah. I'd still call it my church. I mean, our second church is my church, too, but my home church is Fresno Presbyterian Church. Mm. And uh, the prayers of the people, the encouragement I get from people. I mean, financial is support. I'm totally mm. supported by mm. the church, which, yeah. you know, I mean, certainly some of my friends from outside the church give to but generally it's the all my church family Mm. in fresno that support me we often you know have missionaries that come visit and we have missionary moments at church right right but it feels like when you're in town and often the first week that you're in town when jeremy or whoever's yeah Says you're here, like I feel this eruption in the yeah, church. It's yeah. like for I loved, me. I loved what he did this last time. I don't know if you were there, but I don't remember. He just yeah. he just welcomed me from the pew, and I just could you know oh. stand and raise my hand. Well, he yeah. was it was really wonderful because yeah. it was so impromptu. And yeah, but it just feels like that's um, there's a special place in our congregation for Albania. Oh, there Over is the definitely. Years, the, so definitely. many people have come. Little kids who have grown and definitely have gone multiple times. We have a new team coming. In the near future, and now not just Air Second now, released as well. We're Donnie and Gail are, yeah, and it just I love that it's moving out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we love the support yeah. in, from First Press in Air Second, but we also love seeing support to uh, to Belished. Where where Zach and Besa are, and Zach's mm-hmm. from Fresno and First Press. We have a we have Fresno's living there now. We've got some Albanians who have become. Yeah. Regular Fresno. That's right. They live here. That's got right. married here. They do. So they do. It's really yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's good. Well, we want to kind of start winding down our time with you. I'm just okay. really honored. But before we um, kind of end, I want to kind of throw a couple little things at you okay. that we didn't talk about. Okay. What's interesting, Linda, as, as, as we were getting ready to start the podcast, I overheard you talking about the Beatitudes a little bit. Yeah. And I actually wrote down on my notes, believe it or not, I wrote down... Um, Blessed those who are mourned, for they shall be comforted. Yeah. And I heard you talking about yeah. that. What does that mean to you right now? It means uh, 
a hug. Hmm. It means that people acknowledge it, don't don't ignore it. Comfort comes in all kinds of ways. I mean, it, obviously God's comfort is the most prevalent, which I would want, but it also means from other people, those hugs, those encouragements, and willing to talk about it. I, I love when someone says something about Ruthie or Bob mm-hmm. or H. Or mm-hmm. those, I mean, really, this, they're in heaven, and it's mm-hmm. what a joy to have known people that are now in heaven mm-hmm. yeah, and loved people. Is there a phrase, a quote, or a word that comes to you a lot lately? Hope. Mm. And what Hope. is and what does that mean for you? It means that I don't have to worry. Mm. It means that I don't have to be anxious about tomorrow because today, what's the verse? Today has enough problems of its own. Mm. But um, to have the hope, I have hope. And mm. whatever, I mean, God's going to lead me. God's mm. going to do it. I just have hope. Yeah. Linda, it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to talk with you. It's great to talk um, to you. We have the ability to, through technology, when we look at the, our, this podcast, we can see kind of where people listen from. And there's always a couple of people from Albania that listen. That's so right. That's right. So you listen to the podcast, I do. which I is do. really But fun. I have to catch up because I haven't, I think I've only listened to like three or four. Yeah. So I have, uh, I've, time to catch up when I get home. Well, you got a long plane ride, so you can I, listen That's right. Plane, I can, that's so. exactly right. Will you offer us a blessing in Albanian before we close? In Albanian? I mean, I can say God bless you. Sure. Zoti Yubakoft. Zoti Yubakoft. Zoti Yubakoft. But a blessing is more than that often, so may the Lord just bless us. Yeah. Yeah. With his presence. Yeah. I, th- I thank him. I thank him so much. Yeah. Well, we are thankful for you, and it's been an honor to chat with you, and we'll be, obviously, as a church, we'll continue to pray for you. Thank and you. Love to hear stories about Albania. Yeah, thank so, you. Thanks, thank Linda. You. Come visit. <laughs> Come visit. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks again for listening. A team from FPC just recently returned from Albania. And we hope you have a chance to hear more stories about their recent experience. If you have any questions or feedback from our FPC Conversations podcast, feel free to send us an email to conversations at fpcfresno.org. May this podcast deepen your faith, deepen our love for one another, and ultimately help us become more like Jesus. Until next time.